The following program is your wake-up call. Listen to discretion advised. Welcome to the Progressive Union. I am your host, Dorian DeLeonardo, broadcasting to you from New York City. We report the news the corporate media ignores. Joining me for this hour, as always, is my husband and co-host, Tony DeLeonardo. Here we are at the end of 2019, where the 99.9999999% of all of us are cramped into a caboose of the slowly but surely corporatized America. And a caboose is the last car of a train. Yep. That is heading for a ravine. Unless something stops us, which would be a great thing. Anyway, so 2019, I think, will be remembered if you talk about politics as the year of Russiagate, Mueller flatlining, and the impeachment stall. So if you watch the corporate media, and I know a lot of people think MSNBC and CNN are liberal-leaning. They're not. They're working for their corporate donors. They're paid thousands of dollars every day to listen to a, a director or producer in their ear telling them the talking points to say. So they're talking you points. show the microphones in their ear, dear? Yeah, you're funny. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So their talking points were ignore Bernie. <laughs> he doesn't exist. Um, push the centrist candidates on the Democratic side because they will keep perpetuating all the tax cuts and the, the, the goodies for the rich. And they all suck. And um, to keep talking about how terrible Trump is and how he's destroying our democracy. We already know that. Now, the thing is, we are certainly not in favor of Trump being president, and we are disgusted that he is president. Being New Yorkers, we had a close-up look at Trump, and we knew that this was a very bad idea. But at the same time, the Democrats try to make it like they're angels, and they're here to save us, that um, they're going to help us get out of the way of all the things that are harming us. Oh, well, we're better than this. Yeah, our values. Our they always values. talk about our values. Oh, so, this is what we're not, we're not about this. Right. So at the same time that they're talking about Trump every day, Trump's tweeting, that's a distraction, Um, going through the whole Mueller investigation. Then when Mueller testified, was that a dud? That had to be the biggest dud of the year. That guy looked like he was half asleep and didn't want to be there. He was like a kid being brought um, into the principal's office, like right? One of those cartoon hound dogs from Looney Tunes. There was one cartoon I forget. I can't remember the name of it. But Huckleberry it Hound. No, 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 no. It was a big white dog with a sad mush. Uh huh. And I cannot remember the, but that, that looks like Muller. He didn't look happy. He was like, I can't believe they're making me do this. And he was supposed to be our savior. And I can't. Know, I don't know how many times we told you that Mueller was not going to be the savior yeah, like for Randy for the Mueller working every people. Every day, hurry up, Mueller. Hurry yeah, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, big flat line. And and there are many other YouTubers, people on the TV. We saw the talking heads every day, right? The panels. How many panels do you have to live through and listen to? analyzing trump they do all of this see there's an agenda here okay they do it because they're pushing the centrist agenda because you see the thing is is that and i i don't want you to get upset don't turn off the podcast just give us an opportunity to talk to you democrats um the democratic party the elitists who control the democratic party they would be fine having trump win again 
Yeah, Hillary. Yes, because of the problem is, is that their donors are very happy with the stuff Trump is doing because Trump is just doing whatever any other Republican president would have done. Tax cuts for the wealthy that came out of our entitlements. They like that. Deregulation. They like that. They could care less about climate. So that's just a garden variety Republican maneuvers. And a lot of the centrist Democrats are fine with that because their donors are supporting it because they benefit from it, which includes Comcast and all the TV stations because they're all part of the 1%. So they figure their strategy is, you know what? If we lose, Trump is president again. People will be so worn out after eight years of Trump. They will vote for any centrist Democrat just because, thank God, it's not going to be Trump that's anymore. That's if Trump decides to leave. Now that, well, that's a whole other story. So, um, oh, I like it so much here. I got used to this place. I'm going to stay. I, I don't really think that's going to happen. I think he's going to be happy to leave after eight years. You know um, how you get Trump? You say, yeah, you're riding high now. But with your background and your skeletons in your closet, you better start thinking about the afterlife <laughs> because you can't buy your way out of that. Well, one. that's true. Like we were talking about it before, like Ted Bundy was bawling his, like a baby. He was a serial killer. Before they, People... they sent him to the chair in, in Florida. And, and he confessing. Knew he, he knew he was in trouble. <laughs> he was confessing and confessing and confessing. I guess he was trying to get a reprieve and it didn't happen. So they ought to do the Ted Bundy thing with Trump now. <laughs> Okay, you better start thinking about what you've done. Anyway, so they figure Trump fatigue will allow people to just accept any centrist Democrat that they put forward, okay, which is exactly what happened with Obama. We had eight years of Bush and Cheney, which were a nightmare. Here comes Obama, silver-tongued guy, right? Looks like a, a fresh face. Nobody really knows who he is. He's not the same old politician. And we all are like, oh, please, thank God, something different. No, I never bought it. Because he, he came out of nowhere. He moved up too fast. Something went on. Right, right. Well, anyway. All of a sudden, he came out of no, nowhere. No, what went on was he was not a liberal. He was a centrist Democrat. And he was actually, he even said, a lot of my uh, policies would be considered Republican years ago. So that's what you got. And now, instead of him coming out for the last three years when he was busy skydiving and <laughs> living the lifestyles of the rich and famous, yeah, I know, right? and coming out against Trump and his policies, he was quiet as a mouse. And now because Bernie's moving up, all of a sudden, Obama is bashing Bernie. Yeah, because they don't want a guy like Bernie because Bernie will cut off the spigot of money Barack, for everybody that's a Barack, donor. you can kiss my yeah, well, that's because the donors, the donors control everything. So they're, and, and you're going to say, Doreen, how could you say they're the same as the Republicans? I'm going to demonstrate to you what's been going on while they have been doing the impeachment, right? Nancy's like, oh, she's such a toughie, Nancy Pelosi. Oh, please. She is so full of crap, it's not even funny. Nancy Pelosi is a complete fraud. She is if not she a liberal any in older, any way. If she gets any older, she's going to be like that scene in Psycho when the mummy turned around into the into the, uh, the light bulb and uh, you find out funny. his mother was dead. <laughs> I don't really care about her being old. That really is not an issue for me. It's just that she's a fraud. She is not... Why would, the, you, why would you say I was a fraud, Doreen? Yeah, because you are a fraud. Okay, so let's do the first. This is this was such a shock to me because of the person that sponsored this. So at the same time, okay, so this is mid-November, the same time that we're going after Trump and we're impeaching him, by the way, for the wrong stuff. 
instead of the emoluments clause, okay, he's making all these other keep his impeachment local. The emoluments clause. He's making he's money the, off yeah, the government. What he's doing here. Never mind Russia. That's easy. That's easy. He's making money. Right down the street is his hotel that used to be the post office. Remember, I told you when they were going to steal the elections. I said it would be the, the you know what was was that group, uh, uh, Kobach and all those other. Yeah, Chris Kobach. Those are the ones you got to worry about. Never mind Vladimir Putin. No, no, no. Oh, you also have to worry about the own Democratic Party here in New York City that purged two hundred thousand voters in twenty sixteen. People forget about that, and they admitted to it, and nobody lost their jobs. Mm. Anyway. Here's a story. This will demonstrate to you that these Democrats that you think are really on your side are not. Senate Democrats joined GOP to back automatic austerity bill that would gut social programs and hamstring bold policies. Okay, so what does that mean and where does this come from? This comes from Common Dreams. It was a really good website. A handful of Senate Democrats joined forces with Republicans last week working together to advance a sweeping budget legislation that would establish automatic deficit reduction process that would trigger trillions of dollars in cuts in, of course, Medicare, Medicaid, food stamps, and other social programs and potentially hobble the next president. The bipartisan worst word in the English language, Congressional Budget Reform Act, S-2765, authored by, sit down folks, Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, Democrat from Rhode Island. And he worked on it with Mike Enzi, of all people, from Wyoming. Passed out of the Senate Budget Committee November 6, and the legislation is co-sponsored by five members of the Democratic Caucus, White House, Warner, Tim Kaine, remember him? Chris He's involved in Chris it? Coons and He's Angus King. Angus King again? Yep. If a Democrat wants to extend free college, this is a quote, free college to all Americans or move toward universal health care or amass resources to fight climate change, they're going to run into this deficit uh, stranglehold. So the deal is... so this let me keep reading so all the things that bernie wants to do the things that elizabeth warren is talking about yeah she talks about that's about it let's just say all of those things cannot happen if this is enacted and this is going to happen in february so watch out medicare because the budget office is going to see that there's a deficit and they're going to take our money away again and this is your freaking democrats this is not your republicans or trump this is your Democrats. Well, you're watching CNN with this baloney impeachment nonsense and garbage. Garbage. Yeah, you know how I looked at the impeachment? Remember I told you, first of all, it'll take forever. Second of all, we're going to be stuck with Mike Pence. <laughs> it will never. It would, he would never be convicted anyway because it's the Senate. Never. There was a story yesterday we're not going to go into about there's a meeting that they did have and it looks like these were the orders from Trump, and they were trying to talk him out of it. But I don't even think that will pass muster because it's just not going to happen. The new proposed process comes less than two years after Republicans on this committee showed no hesitation in adding $2 trillion to the deficit. 
to pass the Bush, the Trump tax cuts for the wealthiest families and the most profitable corporations American Americans, said Senator Sanders. So if they're so worried about the deficit, they took $2 trillion out of the entitlements, they gave it to the rich people, and now they're like, well, we want to trigger so we can suck more money out of it because we have to spend money. My next story is on the military, and we're just going to make sure that people just can't go to the doctor or live in their retirement without living eating out of a can of tuna. Because they want to kill people. <laughs> and do you know why they want to kill people? Because there isn't enough resources. Because the resources are dwindling and they know that. And corporate America is taking over the Well they're running everything. well they run roughshod they run roughshod because of the media. Because the media, as I'm telling you, People should watch the movie Network. Put that on your list of things to do on New Year's Day and, and you know, in the winter when you have, you're bored and whatever. Yeah, when you're mad as hell and you're also hungover. Right. It's a good thing. It's a very good movie to watch. It shows what, what they forecast what would happen when few people control the media. So if the media tells you deficits, deficits bad, deficits bad, and they keep talking about it, right, fiscally conservative, well, it's fiscally conservative. It's going to take money out of you. It's your money. Remember, when you get your check, when you go to work, they take money out for all this stuff. So it's your money that they're cutting. It's yours. It belongs to you. They're supposed to give it back to you. It's not free. I hate when they say free. It's not free. We're paying for it. So if this happens, if a Democratic president, this comes from Common Dreams, if a Democratic president wants to extend free college to all Americans or move toward universal health care or mass resources to fight climate change, this man Dayan wrote, they're going to run into deficit, um, deficit roadblocks, okay, because they're going to have to reconcile it that it passes muster with this austerity budget trigger, pay as you go, which Nancy Pelosi is in favor of. Now, we don't do that for the military. Anytime we want money for the military, that's my next story. They write a check, and you won't find anyone that's like, how did they pay for it? Nope. But when it comes to stuff for us, how are you going to pay for it? How does that work? Um, so listen to this. So we would create an automatic process to slash potentially trillions of dollars from programs like Medicare, Medicaid, food stamps, and Obamacare subsidies. A budget resolution would pass in the first of the year of the new Congress. That would be this coming month, right? February 15th. The Congressional Budget Office would compare the debt and the GBT ratio projected in the budget resolution to a new projection that incorporates the evidence of the past year. If the new projection exceeds the budget resolutions, that would trigger a special automatic reconciliation process to effectively wipe out the gap. And how does that get wiped out? By taking our money. For the most part, cuts would have to come out of mandatory programs like health spending, nutrition assistance for the poor. Social Security is, projected from, is protected from reconciliation and could not be cut. Thank God they put that in there for Social Security. The past three budget resolutions passed by the Congress would have, under this bill, forced reconciliation. So... If this existed, the past three Congress bill, the bills to do the budget, we would have lost money. That's $9.5 trillion. So this passed. Thank you, Democrats. This passed. So in February, they're going to do this study. And who's doing the study? The freaking Republican, like the Republican-led government that we have now. 
right? So they're going to do the study. Mick Mulvaney, those My, people. Miser Incorporated. Mm -hmm. The vote to advance S2765 out of the Senate came after, here, you, here comes your Nancy Pelosi if you want to get in on this, after House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said Democrats must commit to the so-called PAYGO rules, which uh, require... Uh, yeah, hold on, my polygrip is slipping. <laughs> <laughs> Paygo rules, which require all new spending to be offset with budget cuts or tax increases. We cannot keep increasing the debt, she told Bloomberg. Progressives have warned that adherence to... You want to, to stop increasing the debt? Get them out of these wars. And that's why they don't like Tulsi. Well, we've... Get out of how many occupations? Uh, we're in like They're eight. not even wars. Seven or eight. Seven or eight. They cost us money. Just like Great Britain used to do back in the 1870s. Let me just finish this, this story. Progressives have warned that adherence to conservative pay-go rules. This is a conservative idea. You have liberal, supposedly, Democrats pushing this, putting their name in the bill, sponsoring the bill, ushering in the bill. Your Speaker of the House that you think is Jesus. I'm sorry that she's your savior, is pushing this. That's your retirement money. She's rich. She doesn't care. She's a rich woman. But she doesn't. old. But she doesn't care. Um, would completely undermine the possibility of Medicare for All. This kills Medicare for All, Green Newbie deal, and anything else. Any left-wing president will have to deal with the Pelosi problem, the existence of powerful Democrats who are too wedded to big money to accept an ambitious program. This is from the nation. The real challenge will be overriding Pelosi's veto. So for those people that think that Nancy Pelosi's on your side, that the Democrats are all on your side, you are wrong. Okay, Amy Klobuchar is totally for this. Now, they were a little bit cowards, the ones running for president. So all the senators that ran for president did not vote on this bill. Nobody gave them a hard time like they did Tulsi with voting present, right? But it did get her into the news. I think she was very smart on the impeachment voting present. Put her in the news. Everybody's talking about it. So Sanders didn't vote for it. You know, he's not for it. But he didn't. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Not Sanders. I'm in the wrong story. I don't know how they voted on this bill. But I do know how they vote on military spending. Now, what happened with the military spending? This is insane. This is the second time this has happened that they have given Trump, the same guy they say is a maniac and insane. And they give him a loaded gun. They give him more money, more money or than he asks or for. Or a rusty machete. So this comes from World Socialist website. But by the way, it was on everybody. It was on Forbes. It's Business Insider, Politico. Everybody was running the story. Amid impeachment vote, Congress passes record military budget mm. and funds Trump's border wall. So I just told you. That they are going to do automatic austerity austerity cuts to social programs if the budget doesn't balance. But at the same time, a few weeks later, they vote to give Trump this bloated, unnecessary, insane military spending bill. All right, they pass it. And the, all the Democrats were like, rah, 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 let's do it. Now, the ones running for president didn't vote on it. Because they don't want to look like they're not for the military and, you know, not patriotic in any way. And also they don't want to look like they're for Trump. Right. So if you vote for it, three pieces of legislation passed Tuesday demonstrate the bipartisan support for war, austerity and attacks on democratic rights within the American political establishment. 
First, the Senate approved to vote and pass the National Defense Authorization Act by a lopsided margin of 86 to 8. That means almost all the Democrats voted for it. Sending a record of $738 billion in military spending to Trump to sign. Later that same day, the Democratic-controlled House of Representatives approved two appropriations bills totaling $1.4 trillion. Are you doing the math? Where are they getting all this money from? They print it. They're printing it, Tony. Oh, my God. Right. So we're talking about deficits in the last story. And our and our solution is take money from the people. Screw them. It's your money. Again, your money. So let's just do automatic cuts to set everything straight. And let's keep continuing these wars that have nothing to do with the American people. They're not serving you. They're not helping you. It's not advancing your life at all. We're just killing more people, getting involved in things that have nothing to do with us. No gain for us as the people. A red, white, and blue genocide. It's ridiculous. Uh, the right-wing basis on which the Democrats have impeached Trump is underscored by the bipartisan support for this fascist president's political agenda demonstrated by these budget measures. The military appropriation bill includes $1.375 billion to Trump's border wall, while removing a provision in an earlier version that would have barred him from transferring money from other Pentagon accounts for his wall project. So they had that little that little addendum in there that said, you know, you can't take money from other things. Now they took that away. Oh, build your wall, be a maniac, do whatever you want. And then they have the nerve, like Amy Klobuchar, to stand on the stage. So she didn't vote for this. She didn't vote one way or another. With now a big smile. I can't stand her. Listen to me. They're pushing her now because they've run out of people to push. Oh, I'd like to push him. Yeah, well, listen. All off the edge of the Grand Canyon. Listen to me. Except for Bernie. They tried. Well, Bernie and Tulsi. They're freaking out because now I think they think he could get the nomination because they're realizing that he has all the money, all the support, all the excitement. The other candidates that are anti-establishment like Yang and Tulsi, when they don't make it because they're not going to, where are those people going to go, those voters? They're anti-establishment voters. They're going to go to Bernie. So you can take all those percentages and shove them over to Bernie. They're not going to Biden or Klobuchar, or they're not going to vote at all. So they don't gain anything from those people. Only Bernie does. And Warren's support's going down. She's not raising as much money. Um, I don't know what's going on with her campaign, but I think because her health care uh, her healthcare, um, agenda or position, it was very shaky. And that because she always looks is our biggest concern, is health care. She always looks frazzled. No, but that's always the way she was. So people, yeah, I don't think not, that bothered people. Not, yeah, as a senator, but now as a president, you don't want that. Well, I got to tell you it something. She looks like a, 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 a big albatross waving her arms around, well, fighting her way out of an oil funny. sling. But that's the way she is, and she still had a lot of support. I well, think I the media pumped her up a lot. Yeah, and we supported her. And yeah. And we started to find out all the closets. Yeah, the, there, uh, there, there's a lot of skeletons, out. and we've talked about those before. So I don't want to get off track where I am here. So the military budget. So all the people that are running for president avoided to vote on this. They all avoided it. Um, but Klobuchar, she makes a point of talking about how horrible Trump is, right? How awful he is. If we you know that. Amy. I understand that. But if you truly believe that he's a maniac and that he's unfit, as she has said on that stage numerous occasions, wouldn't you be running to vote against giving him more money? 
That should be your principle, right? Like, she's running on nothing. Let me guess. She gave him more. No, she gave him nothing. She didn't vote. She abstained. They all did. Everybody that's running for president did not vote on this. They all stayed away from it. They are so afraid, including Bernie, the military-industrial complex. They are very afraid of it. So instead of standing up like Tulsi and saying, I'm not going to give him more money. He's a lunatic. He's and why you're going to give him more money for a wall? You have people that are dying, living on the street, homeless people. People can't get insulin. At the same time, you're going to cut our social programs to balance a budget that you're bloating by killing people in other countries for stuff that has nothing to do with us. It's insane. Absolutely because insane. Because a wall, a wall doesn't eat. A wall doesn't breathe the air, drink the water. No, a wall does Use nothing for us. Use the resources. You know the wall doesn't help us. I want to see us. the look on his face when all these, these uh, drug lords, and, and they're digging tunnels. They won't be digging tunnels. They, they do it anyway. They're already watch, doing it. Watch the movie Sicario. You'll be amazed at how they get yeah, it. Yeah, they'll do it. Um, they're already doing it, I'm sure. It's, it's all smoke and mirrors. It's all bells and whistles. Anyway... You'll watch the next debate they have in January, which they're pushing Yang out. Tulsi's probably not going to be in that debate. I doubt it. So they want the ones they can control. The only person they can't get rid of is Bernie because Bernie polls like crazy and he has more donors than anybody has. So they're stuck with Bernie. Stuck with him. He really needs to give it to them, though. He did well the last time. He really needs to, like... Put the nail in the coffin and be like, you're all taking corporatist money. You're going to own them and I'm not going to own them. So, and the biggest concern of people is healthcare. That's the number one. And also this time around, it looks like from a lot of things I'm reading and polling, people are, are not voting for the person as much as the policies. People have well, a Well, that's what they should have been voting for. For the all the place. time. Exactly. So people, the number one concern is healthcare. Okay, they're completely wrong, the talking heads. Everybody that's up there, except for, I have to say, Warren and Bernie do say the same thing, that people that have insurance through their jobs are also having a very hard time affording health care because the premiums are extremely high. Uh They can't afford to go to the doctor because they have to pay a certain amount of money first before they even get covered. People can't afford their medicine. Many people skip their medicine. They skip it. People that have insurance through their job, they just don't get their medicine all the time. Uh, people, 25%, this is from the Kaiser Family Foundation, 25% of people that have insurance through their jobs. Do any of these foundations go without a K the beginning? Yeah, a lot of them do. Who else has a yeah, K? Why is that? I don't know. But this is Kaiser. Kaiser is good. They report on health care. They just do, they're a non-for-profit that studies health care in America. They've been doing it for years. So... And who's the, who's the CEO, Kaiser Soze? No, I don't know who the CEO is. <laughs> uh, 25% of people that have health care through their jobs, you know, the health care that they say everybody loves so much, you know, when they use the corporate Democrats, use that talking point, 180 million people will lose their health and care. No, 180 million people will get better health insurance and they will not have co-pays, deductibles, premiums. None of that will exist. It won't exist. They won't have those things anymore. So they'll go to the doctor. It'll be cheaper for them. 
And every year it's going up and up. And by the way, 7 million people lost their health insurance under Obamacare because they've been sucking the life, the Trump administration, out of Obamacare. And not only that, health care costs have continued to go up over the past 10 years with Obamacare because that was the wrong answer to the problem. You can't strengthen Obamacare, okay? It's a, it's not, it's a losing proposition. You have to get these corporatists' control out and you have to cover everyone and make it affordable is what you need to do. So that's the, the, there's 44 million people that have no health insurance in America. That's a lot. 20 years ago, I was about 20 over, I was one of them. Three years I walked around. Yeah, and it's a dangerous place to be because if you get sick, you're in trouble. You really can't do anything about it until you're pretty much dead because you can't afford it. You have to, you know, either you have cash in your hand um you have to be poor enough to get medicaid and the way they're sucking the life out of medicaid that's another problem so the concerns of the american people are not squaring with the corporatist democrats they're not so the people are looking for someone to help them the kids are drowning it drowning in student debt parents don't know how they're going to send their kids to school the jobs are disappearing that yang is talking about he's talking about automation everybody knows that i've met older women on lines waiting you know for during the holiday time and she's like oh pretty soon they'll just have robots doing this this woman was like 75 years old they get it. People see it. You can't hide this from people. They tried to both baloney us before. See, the reason why people voted for Trump, why we were stuck with this guy, is because both parties completely suck, okay? They both sold us out. So people got frustrated, and they're just sick of it. And, they ran, and he ran against Hillary, which was an awful choice. It was an anti-establishment year, and that's why Bernie was getting so much play. A guy that's been in politics his whole life all of a sudden becomes so popular because people got woke and said, my life is not so much better after Obama, if not maybe worse. So that's why they turned to Trump. Trump's a symptom of a bigger problem, and Yang articulated it so well in the last debate that if you just think getting rid of Trump is going to solve all our problems, you're wrong. And that just shook the Democratic establishment. They're like, all right, we can't have this guy on the debate stage. Got rid of Tulsi. Got to get rid of this guy because they can't control these people. Now, Bernie, even though we are big Bernie supporters, Tony and I, Bernie goes only so far after them. Last time he, he, he was very good. He, and his shots were also good and also funny. Strategic. Yeah. Bernie can be very funny when he wants to be. But he doesn't like completely decimate them because he knows what they did to him last time. So some people get really annoyed with that, especially people in the YouTube world. Like, why doesn't he just like, you know, destroy them? No, he's doing the right thing because every time there's a debate, and every time he raises money, yeah, he's he gets them, more money. He'll pick them apart and then knock them dead. Yeah, he's picking them apart slowly and surely. And they they do it to themselves. Look at Pete. He has a fundraiser in a wine cave, right? And I knew Warren was going to go after him. So he let them have their little fight. How much cork did you think he sucked in there? Oh, you're so funny, that. Tony. <laughs> there are these guys on Twitter, twins for um, Pete. And they said, Pete is perfect. So what did I do? I went and Googled Peter Perfect from the Wacky Races. And I was like... And we used to, did they ever respond to us? No. Peter Perfect, like, crashed his car, like, every episode. 
Every episode he was in, he, that's how perfect Peter Perfect was. He was a doofus. And his car, believe it or not, was the, it looked, it was the shape of a dildo. Get out of here. With the big wheels in the Oh, back. I didn't really pay attention to that. It looked like a big boop. With, that's with, hilarious. With, a, uh, with testicles at the back. <laughs> so, and Bernie's got a really aggressive fundraising situation going on right now. I'm going to send him 10 more bucks because they're, they're pushing for, everybody should. Send him $3, $10, $5, $20. If you have more money than that, send him that. You know, the fundraising is huge. Um, they've raised more money, more, more, they've gotten more donors than any other campaign in history at this point. So the Democrats are getting a little nervous. So Amy's their last chance. That's what I see it. You know, they're not interested really in Bloomberg and Steyer. I don't even know why they're there. Um, they're, now they're like, let's try Amy, right? Uh, I don't see it. I don't see it. You know why I don't see it? If Amy Klobuchar, God forbid... They did some crazy maneuvering baloney. She would get buried. She would get buried by Trump. First of all, he would eat her for lunch. Okay, he would spit her out. Nobody would go out like that monster, gone. like that monster movie we watched. What was it called? The War of the Gargantuas. Yeah, he he'd spit when her out. When the Gargantua, he grabbed the little Japanese cleaning lady and he ate her, and then he spit out her, the her clothes. clothes. That was my mother. My mother. My wife was like, uh, "Oh my god, <laughs> I told you." That Amy would she would just crumble crumble next to Trump. Her little shaking stuff that she does. She just would crumble. And you know why she would crumble? Because she's very corporatist. She is a centrist. So all the people, as I told you, that are Bernie people, that are Tulsi people, that are Yang people, they are not going to rally around Amy Klobuchar. Not going to happen. You should see the face Tony's making. Not going to happen. Not. They will not shift to her. They will just say... I'm not going to the polls for vote, to vote for Amy Klobuchar. No, she's a Republican. She should join there. their party. Just keep my, my uh, active uh, and just write in Bernie. Yeah. And that's it. No, it's not going to happen. And they'll never count it, but at least my I was there, I voted, and they won't kick me off the rolls. I'm not, I'm not, because the reason why we keep getting these centrists is because we keep saying, oh, what are we going to do? We have to vote for them. That's nope. why this two-party system is awful. But I'm just making the point to tell you that there are two faces, okay? They, they distract you with all this stuff about Trump again, we are unhappy that Trump is president. Miserably unhappy. He is a horrible individual. We have, we have, we have concentration camps on our borders that are taxpayer funded. It's horrible. That's one thing, and you never hear about that anymore. We don't even talk about those poor kids anymore. Never. And that's going on. That's our money that's paying for I that. I hope that's not, not. I hope they're not what's going into Beyond Burger. Stop, Tony. <laughs> You never know. That's horrible. You're even laughing about that. No, I'm not. It's horrible. I I've had many thoughts about what they're what 2,500 children and I don't babies like disappeared. This stuff. Hey, disappeared. Come to be on. What is what is that stupid stuff at Burger King? We're gonna oh, get sued by these companies. It's go ahead. plant based. I'd say yeah. What plant? <laughs> they give you a list. What a triffid. They give the you a list. Triffids? They give you a list on the back of the package. You just don't want to eat it because you don't trust. I don't trust either. It's a little strange. Anyway, we're not we're not doing the Food Network here. So my point Why is not? that Yang was spot on and he was right. That's why he's being left out of the debates, okay? Because truth is not what they want. The, the elitist Democratic Party. 
They want another Barack Obama, very centrist, Republican-leaning, to continue the donor's agenda, which is their agenda because they care about only themselves. You only have three candidates that give a crap. I don't know a lot about Yang, but what I've seen, I like, and his message is valid and needs to be heard. Tony and I support Tulsi Gabbard, and obviously we support Bernie Sanders. These are people not taking corporate money. They're relying on the people, people-powered campaigns. So, um, Tony. Now that my wife is uh, out of steam. I, I need to rest. I need to rest. It's the last day of 2019. This was a very exhausting year. You were Just quite watching. Air, you were quite the hot air balloon today. Because I'm very frustrated because I'm more frustrated uh, with Democrats. Uh, uh, uh. Democrats that live in our area that actually think somebody like Congressman Tom Swazi shares our values. He's our congressman. He should be Republican Don't too. Don't get me started, started about Tom Swazi. I know. I can't believe he's our congressman. Speckled hawk story. Yeah, we don't. We have so few people here, and the liberal supposed New York. The funniest thing uh, when those two girls, when we had to go out to his event, and I went up to the two 15 year old girls. But you have to explain to me why you're what you're talking about. A, a Swazi meeting out in Long Island, right? All the way out in the hills. I felt like Jack, we were in Huntington. We were in I Huntington. felt like Jack Torrance driving up to the Overlook Hotel. No, we were in Huntington. It's not that far Huntington away. and I says to them at the end of his speech he goes into that speech about the speckled hawk again yeah he always he he, he tries to sound and environmentally I, friendly and I walked up to his two little aides I says your boss is a real turkey and they both started to laugh you're so funny yeah he tells that same story there you go Take it away. A little more bad news. These 91 companies (laughs) paid no federal taxes in 2018. Now, nearly 100 companies in the Fortune 500 had an effective federal tax rate of zero or less. That means they got money back. In 2018, (laughs) according to a new report. The report looks at the first year since the tax cut and the Jobs Act of 2017, which Drumpf signed and went into effect. The list of companies covers a wide range of industries and includes some of the biggest companies in the United States. The new new tax law lowered the statutory corporate tax rate to 21%, but the companies in the report paid an average of 11.3%. 57 companies paid effective rates above 21%. The first report was covered by the Washington Post, owned by Jeff Bezos, right. who's on this list. I know. This is why you have to watch Network. These rich people are all owning. Uh, the, every six people own the media. That's one of our biggest problems. Okay. Now I'm. I cannot go now. Oh, here, here's another thing. The lower average rate means that the federal government brought in about seventy-four billion dollars less in corporate taxes than if all the companies had paid the statutory rate, according to the report, by Bezos and the Washington Post, which, believe it or not, he, like I said, he's on the list. Now, I can't go through the whole list, but I will go through that some that I know. Okay, one is CenturyLink, Dow DuPont, Murphy Oil, I know somebody who was the son of one of the, they own. He was a real piece of boop. <laughs> Avis, JetBlue Airways, Deer, uh, Pitney Bowes, Levi Strauss, Whirlpool, P- 
Prudential, Ryder, U.S. Steel, U.S. Steel doesn't pay. Goodyear, FedEx, Delta Airlines, Chevron, Penske Automotive Group, Honeywell, General Motors, Netflix, Halliburton, MGM Resorts International, Molson Coors, Starbucks, which proves that Howard Schultz is a piece of boop, the one that wanted to run for president but couldn't get any traction. Hartford Financial Services, this lists 91 companies. Some of them I don't even know. Salesforce.com. Let me go back to the beginning of the story. Amazon pays all the taxes we are required to pay. Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. Amazon has come under fire for its effective tax rate previously, including from some prominent contenders for the Democratic 2020 presidential nomination. Now, according to a company spokesperson in CNBC earlier this year, Amazon pays all the taxes we are required to pay in the U.S. and every country where we operate, including paying the $2.6 billion in corporate tax and reporting $3.4 billion in tax expense over the past three years. Unbelievable. So I met this guy, check this out, in the food store, kind of relates to the story. And um, I go to Fairway, and Fairway has these problems with electricity. I don't know why. So you're in the food store, and the lights go out. And it goes on, like, quite a few times sometimes when you're in there, which means that then the, the slicers don't work for a while. You know, you can't do certain things. Certain things still work. Certain things don't. So this guy is like, we're all standing there waiting by the deli counter, and he goes, oh, man, this, is, this isn't good. It's holiday. Like, I got to get food. I said, yeah, this happens all the time. Really? He goes, oh, poor Fairway. I said, poor Fairway. I said, the guy that owns this is as rich as Bloomberg. I said, he has plenty of money to fix everything he wants to. And I, he, I said, well, look, I said, maybe they're leaving. I said, look around. All the stores are closed. Every store in the shopping center is closed, except for like two things, T-Mobile and Fairway. So the guy goes, oh, I said, he goes, wow, that's crazy. And I said, well, you know, that's because of Amazon. Everybody buys stuff from Amazon. So the guy goes, oh, well, that guy's rich. I said, yeah, and he doesn't pay any federal taxes. And you know what he says to me, this guy? It's amazing how people are. He goes, wow, I wish I could do that. How did he manage that? What? I looked at him. I said, because bu they buy off the politicians. That's why. All right, you're working with an idiot. This was sent to me. This was posted by uh, an activist in Manhattan that we're, the Progressive Union is very fond of. Her name is Yetta Kay. I won't say her last name. She ran against uh, Speaker, what's his name? Corey, Corey Johnson. Johnson. And I guarantee he's angling for you know a mayoral run. You know, He's kissing all the right rumps at the moment. Oh, it's like that Dermot Shea. He was so far up uh, de Blasio's boop that when uh, O'Neill stepped down, there's Dermot Shea. Mm -hmm. That's what they do. Mm. Oh, you're so funny. Okay, so she posted something, and I think it's very interesting. It says, what, white, what working class and poor white people need to understand about rich white people? One is rich people do not care about. Vote the wrong now, way. it also says too. when a family like the Waltons, which is Walmart, worth over $50 billion, she writes, that's B, billion with a B, 
are fine knowing their employees are collecting food stamps to survive and they do nothing about it, that speaks volumes. It's loud and clear, I don't effing care about you. Two, creating jobs isn't a thing to be praised. Creating well-paying jobs is billion-dollar corporations like Walmart and McDonald's don't create healthy economies. They create mass poverty. That's right. Anyone can create a job. I'll pay you $1 to paint my house, do lawn care, and general maintenance Monday through Friday for eight hours a day. There, I created a job. Job creation is nothing more than a catchphrase that politicians use to get votes. It doesn't mean anything. Let's say there is a small town with 500 people and a factory opens up and pays minimum wage. If the company hires everyone in the area, the result will not be a thriving economy. It will be a community of 500 poor people. Black and brown people are not the reason you're poor. Rich white people are the reason you are poor. Well, they always blame the wrong people. They have to demonize people that have no power, which is the immigrants, right? Mm. Because uh, it's easier that way. And then the, the wealthy take cover. Okay. There is no such thing as a welfare queen. There never was. Politicians made this up. It is propaganda designed to make you think people of color are lazy and want a free ride at your expense. If you resent them, you are more likely to vote to eliminate programs that benefit them, but could also benefit your you, family. Correct. Correct. Generations and generations of white people have been programmed to be racist, even if it's their own detriment. And where have we heard this before? The Republicans do Richard constantly. Nixon and the Southern Strategy, when they were willing to give black people rights and money down in the South and the stupid white trash down there cut off their noses and didn't want it. Yeah, I know. Well, they have it. They did pass all the civil rights laws. They are being destroyed as but we speak. But it could have been better. As we speak. Well, they have no rights down there. They have they have no right to they have right to work. They have no unions. And by the way, Mitch McConnell's Kentucky is a mess. Awful health care. These people have nothing. The war on drugs and the war on crime are fake. These programs target minority communities and keep the private prison system making billions. As collateral damage, poor whites sometimes get sucked into the system, but not enough that anyone cares. Poor people are funneled through the prison system with plea deals. Incarcerated people work for pennies a day in a modern-day slave trade making products for billion-dollar corporations. The rehabilitation system has almost no programs for actual rehabilitation because the system wants ex-convicts to fail. It is how they keep the money pouring in. Stop listening to people who say they need to bootstrap your way up, especially if they have never had to bootstrap their way anywhere. It is a way for to keep you poor and the working class grinding away at jobs that create more wealth for them, not you. Very I love, good I love this list. Yeah, it is good. And it's so true. Rich people don't have the same magical way of thinking that makes them rich. They aren't better, smarter, or more creative than poor people. They have more money, and more money offer greater opportunities. That's it. I'm not suggesting people shouldn't try to better their lives. Never give up. What I'm saying is stop beating yourself up because you will face a longer, tougher road to succeed than someone who was born into wealth and privilege. 
and try to have compassion for those who are struggling to make ends meet. Beating people down who are already exhausted isn't just fair, it's unfair, it's just cruel. Of course it is. And luck plays a hand in a lot that happens to people, right? Luck. Wealthy white people love to see poor people fighting among ourselves. Mm -hmm. Well, that's our biggest strategy, to separate us. If we dislike each other, things like race, sexual orientation, and religion, then we aren't paying attention to what the billionaires and politicians are doing to us. It's like a diversion, a pickpocket. Well, it's divide and conquer. That's exactly what they're doing now. They're like, we'll impeach Trump, we'll keep this side you know, angry and the other side angry, we'll never unite them. Rich people have convinced working, white, working class people that unions are bad. That's amazing. Has and somebody... I saw that in American Factory on Netflix. Well, they have people that, that the guy in. could not believe that they voted the union down. They have professionals that come in that are paid to tell the middle management how bad it's going to be to have unions. And then they train them to talk the employees out of creating a yeah. union. When they should, now, here's a, here's a sample. And I never liked this character, but now I like the actor better than I did before. David Schwimmer from Friends. When the show Friends became a runaway hit, it came time for the actors to renegotiate their contracts. Now, David Schwimmer, who played the nerdy Ross, went to the rest of the cast and suggested that instead of negotiating individually, which could lead to resentment if some were paid more than others, mm-hmm. this is what happened with Suzanne Summers and Therese Company. Mm-hmm. This is smart. Uh, Instead of negotiating individually, which could lead to resentment if some were paid more than others, they should negotiate as a single group. Mm -hmm. The result that was the entire cast was paid the same for the run of the show. That was a smart idea. It was equal and fair and no one left the show because of hurt feelings or resentment. That's a union. Yeah, that was really smart. And you have to give them credit for doing that. So David Schwimmer's stock just went up because I couldn't stand his character. All their stock went up because they all agreed to it. There were no defectors. Everybody was fine with it because it was an ensemble cast. This is what caused the dissension with Suzanne Somers and uh, Joyce DeWitt and John Ritter on, on Three's Company. I think she wanted like a hundred and fifty thousand per episode, and they were making thirty, <laughs> and they went nuts. Yeah. And then she wound up getting—that was it. She was she aced left, out right? of the show. She yeah. left, or you know, whatever. And she's been hanging on to the fringes ever well, since. Well, there's strength in numbers, and that's, well, she had a couple of shows after that. That's but. one of the reasons why they don't want us to all be unified. Like Tulsi talks about that. And by the way, she's the candidate that brings people from all different parties with her. She has Trump supporters, people that like Trump that don't like him anymore. She has libertarians. She has progressives. She has corporatist Democrats that don't like the wars. She really appeals to a lot of different people, you know, because of the way she talks. And she's saying, listen, we're spending all these money, all this money on wars, and we're not taking care of our people. It's a very simple idea. It's a unifier. They don't want that. Well, that article, I will be posting it on our wall because it's a lot more, you know, because of time constraints, I can only skim over certain parts of it. What's the name of the article? It is called What Working Class and Poor White People Need to Understand About Rich White People. It is written by uh, Joanna Ivan Patton. Where was it? It was um, medium.com. Okay, that's all I wanted to know. And it was posted by Yetta Kay from Manhattan. She's an activist. And here at the Progressive Union, we're very fond of her politics. So I think that's our show, our last show for 2019. 
Seven years we're doing this show. Seven years. So we will. And see we still don't take corporate money. We don't. We're totally independent, so this way I don't have to. Uh, we can speak the truth and facts, facts and truth, very important. All right, buckle up, folks, because and I can get away with using foul language. <laughs> People are going to start voting in 2020. Uh, I think February is when the first uh, elections, uh, primary and caucuses happen. So it's going to get a little bit wild and crazy. Uh, we will see you in 2020. Happy New Year.